Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. This hour of the Annie Fry Show is brought to you by Ruler Foods. Low prices, no coupons. Ruler Foods. That is exactly what I needed to hear. Thank God someone here knows what they're talking about. That's us. That's right. Gotta love this American ride. Right, you need to take the time and get the full picture. I mean, they rev my engine, but they don't belong in the newsroom. It is Anchor Man, not Anchor Lady. What do you want from me? I'm not a married sweet heart. Goodness sake, Seth. Keep your voice down. Your father's listening to the radio. I'm not a married sweet This is the Annie Fry Show. Welcome back to the Annie Fry Show. Thanks for being with us on a Monday afternoon. Hope you had a great weekend. It's kind of like the first Christmas weekend for normal people, not for people like me, who have been trying to celebrate it for about a month now. Uh, so hopefully you got your Christmas decorations up and you were able to sit and enjoy them for a while. That's the best part of Christmas decorations is after they're up and you can just sit and look at them instead of having to constantly look at working on them. Hopefully you had a good weekend that way. I We're going to speak with Stewie in about 20 minutes from now. I'm excited to talk to Stewie because there is news right now. Of course, we're always watching to see what the Fed does. But uh, Stewart's American Mortgage is the go-to guy for this show. For me personally, I'm a customer of his. When it comes to the bagel loan, that's why he sponsors our shows, because I've worked with him and, and absolutely stand by my experience with him. Uh, but we're hearing that mortgage rates are kind of coming down. And that can have a dramatic effect on the economy. That can make a pretty big difference on um, the prices of homes, the competitiveness of homes as people rush to get those mortgage and uh, rates and potentially refinancing. If you're somebody who recently had a pretty substantially high mortgage rate because you had to get the mortgage, you had to get the house. So we'll talk to Stewie about that in less than 20 minutes from now. Keep it right here. We're also going to be giving away some Cardinals tickets this in the two o'clock hour. I'm really excited about this. I'm very grateful that we on the Annie Fry Show have been able to take part in this Christmas, 12 Days of Christmas uh, Cardinals giveaway. And the the gift pack is fantastic. You heard Ryan Wiggins talking about it a little bit earlier. Uh, it's a five-game pack featuring tickets to five Friday night games, including showdowns with the Dodgers, Brewers, and more. Is that the correct one? The one at the top there? Yep. Perfect. 
So in the two o'clock hour, we are going to give you the uh, sounder. You're going to hear the crack of the bat. And that is when you're going to call. And I'll tell you right now, I'll give you the heads up. Uh, the phones are blocked right now, so you can't call now and wait. 314-241-9797. There's your hint. In the two o'clock hour, 314-241-9797. We're going to take, uh, I don't know which caller number, but you want to get one of these these ticket packs because they're fantastic. Uh, I, I, I am shopping regularly for gifts for people, trying to hone it down into just the few that we have left to shop. And shopping is, it's it's a lot. I think it's easier to spend money online. If you're buying in something in Amazon, if you were, if you are not, you know, in the store, putting things in your cart and looking at everything that way, I think sometimes it's easier to spend a little bit more when you're just going through online, click, 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 so on and so forth. I'm wondering where you feel as though you where you can save the most money. Because what I've noticed is if I'm shopping on Amazon right now, I see the discounted amount. It'll always show you show you like minus 20%. And so I feel like, oh, this is a great deal. But it's like if you go shopping at Kohl's and you're getting a great sale at Kohl's, you better be getting a great sale at Kohl's. I don't know. <laughs> Ironically, Ryan Wiggins talked about buying that Under Armour hat, which he paid full price for. But if you go into Kohl's and you're paying full price for something, if you're not using Kohl's cash on something, I don't think you're doing Kohl's right, personally. And Kohl's is a great place to shop for Christmas. I mean, the, the sales and the, the access to discounts that you can have when you shop at Kohl's are fantastic. I hear from a lot of people right now the idea that we are, in fact, seeing prices higher and higher and higher. And what a lot of people are talking about is that they aren't stopping how they're, they're still buying the things. So you're, you're not really curbing your habits, but you are paying more. And you do know that uh, you're paying more. Who does the shopping in your house, Brad? Uh, Terry does most of the shopping. She does the grocery shopping and all that other stuff. When it comes to buying like gifts and stuff like that, that's something more we do together or clothing. Same thing. I kind of buy for myself. She buys for herself. And what's, have you, have you noticed anything on pricing specifically with what you've shopped for? What I shop for? Yeah. Uh, I do a lot of like auto parts stuff and stuff like that. I have noticed that a, uh, like motor oil and prices on those things are up a lot Are you buying motor oil for a gift? Not for a gift, for my car. (laughs) It's like I buy it for my truck. I like it. I was like, here you go. Here, have a little motor oil. Uh, <laughs> right, give for your car. No. Oil. Um, y- you know, stuff like that. Uh, spark plugs, all that stuff. I've noticed those prices have gone up. Uh, man, I'll tell you what I've really noticed is like prices on, on beef. Um, my parents raise cattle mm-hmm. and uh, th- usually our Christmas gift is is like a, a portion of a beef. Man, that's a great gift. It is an amazing gift, and we appreciate it every time we get it. And so they got us that this year. But, you know, there was a, a gap year there because during 2020 it kind of put a, a wrench in their, their system. And so that gap year was there, and so we had to buy our own. And, man, prices just kept climbing and climbing and climbing whenever uh, during that year. So we're happy to, you know, get back into that gift thing. Mm. Um. <sighs> We're going to connect with Steve more later. I don't think we're going to get to him right now. Stewie's going to be in here in, in a minute. But I want to talk to him about smart moves that people can make right now when interest rates are coming down. If if the Fed is not looking to raise the rates right now, but potentially will in the future, Fox Business reports that Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell kept the possibility of another interest rate in uh, of another interest rate in play 
during a key speech last week, still the inflation continuing to cool. Investors are increasingly betting that the tightening campaign has come to an end. In his closely watched speech last night, Powell downplayed recent declines in consumer prices, suggesting it's too early to declare victory or discuss when the central bank may begin to cut interest rates. So, you know, the, the, the finger on the scale that the federal government has had in trying to get people from not spending like a crazy person, uh, maybe that's going to be coming to, to a halt. Maybe it's not. My, my question will be is if, if inflation does continue to recede to the pl- place where it isn't an issue and a concern for American consumers right now, if corporations will choose to reflect their prices based on uh, the no longer inflated concerns that they have currently with the economy. Um, let's see. 245, we're going to get the results to this poll. And the poll is how do most people feel about the political opposition? And when you're in a holiday season, I see a lot of people reacting to having to be in the same close quarters with other people of their families. So I want to know on our YouTube live chat, how do most people feel about the political opposition? They're wrong, they're evil, they're persuadable, or they're indifferent. I think the economy is going to play a big role in how people feel about that. Uh, Do we have Steve? Is that right? That's what it looks like. All right. Steve Moore joining us now, Distinguished Fellow in in Economics at Heritage Foundation. Steve, thanks for squeezing us in here. It's It's good to talk to you. Hey, Annie, it's good to be with you. Thanks for having me. You bet. Um, you know, we, we have a little bit of time here, and I want to squeeze in this question because it affects our listening audience right here in Granite City, Illinois. U.S. Steel has issued layoff warnings to a thousand employees saying that the idled uh, iron and steel making operations at the facility just can't sustain all of these workers. And I wanted to get your thoughts as an economist on this a really, really tragic story here in our local area. Yeah, yeah. So they're talking about um, right now, thousand, thousand employees yeah. at Granite City. Yeah, that's, that's just terrible. I hate to hear that news. And you know, steel uh, workers are critical to our economy. Uh, I wish we could produce more steel here in the United States and not have to import so much steel from other countries. Uh, I don't know the particulars about that particular plant, mm-hmm. Annie, but I know that um, you know we've been losing steel jobs in this country, and it's a shame because uh, this is one of the major elements of our industrial society, and those are good-paying jobs. I don't know, again, how much those workers were being paid. Mm-hmm. You know, Illinois is a is a right uh, is a forced union state, so I don't know what the steel workers union was asking, but maybe they, you know. Uh, they uh, negotiated themselves out of jobs. I don't. I don't know the particulars, but I okay. just hate to see that. Just two weeks before, two or three weeks before Christmas. Yeah, it's 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 a very sad story, and I'll be interested to hear more information as it's developed because it's been it's been very hard hitting for a lot of the families, especially in our listening area right now. I am. I do want to ask you about the idea of made in America because Donald yeah. Trump has talked about this. That's you know things need to be made in America. I think I've heard Joe Biden talk about it as well. I th- my understanding is that if you make things in America, things are going to be more expensive. But what's the cost of not making it in America? Well, uh, I, you know, if you cut me, I bleed red, white, and blue. So, but I also put the trade. You know, I think it was bad. Oops. Oops. Prices down, although they've been way up for under, you know, Oh man, I think we've lost Steve there. That's unfortunate. We can we can try to reconnect connect him maybe later in the show or later in the week. Um, I I, I want to know that because 
you know, Brad, when we hear people talking about if you go to if I mean, if you go to your local big box store, you're going to see. Look at everything. Mm-hmm. Everything is made in China. Yeah. That's a problem. And then when you talk about your antibiotics being made in China, yeah. when you talk about all of the important components that need to be, you know, and it's a necessary part in the world we live in right now being made in China or at least not being made in America and having to outsource all of that. How quickly our country could come to a, a, scree- a screeching halt if we don't have the things that we need. We saw some some of that during COVID. I yeah. imagine cars are a, a big well, way. Well, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of manufacturing. Like I was saying, car parts come. You know, I was talking about car parts and that a lot of those parts come from China. A lot of those manufacturings are over there. Uh, You talked about pharmaceuticals. I'm on a lot of medicines. I have to take medicines because of my heart condition. Whenever I had that heart attack, they've got me on beta blockers and Pravastatin and all these other uh, heart medicines. And if a lot of that stuff is coming from China, it worries me that our pharmaceutical market is centered out of China. Because if China just decides that they want to cut us off, they can cut us off. And if we don't have the, the infrastructure or the the manufacturing base here that could affect a lot of people, like a lot more people than than we even realize, and that that's one of the things that worries me. When we when we invest so much money in all of the things through our you know legislative budgets, and we are willing to spend, 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 and we run the deficit up, and then we're paying so much money on interest on the monies that we don't have, it's. Interesting that we're willing to invest in those type of things, but not really to invest in keeping important, prioritized uh, production here in the United States of America. Like we should become a more productive place where more is produced here that is sourced here. I'd love to see more of that. I'm going to talk to Steve more about that next time we get him on. We're going to take a quick break. Stewie is going to come in studio with us. Stewart's American Mortgage, a wonderful, reliable sponsor of The Annie Fry Show. I'm so grateful for him. Um, And because he's such a source of information for me when it comes to economic questions that I have when I hear about the Fed choosing to keep the possibility of interest rate hikes on the table. I don't know if that means that they're going to or they're not going to or they're just trying to threaten us. (laughs) Let's find out from Stewie when we come back what he has to say about it. Stuart Rosenblum in studio when we return. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Welcome back to the Annie Fry Show. Grateful to have you here with us. And uh, I, we, we spoke a little bit with Steve Moore before. I think we're going to try to reconnect with him later, uh, either today or later on uh, this week. But we we're talking a little bit about the economy. And I mentioned this report from Fox Business. And the headline is Jerome Powell says Fed won't hesitate to raise interest rates again if warranted. 
So my friend Stewie is in here with us of Stewart's American Mortgage. He's the home of the bagel loan, and you can call him or text him at 314-324-4440. But he's my source for economic news and information, and I'm so grateful that as a sponsor of the show, but also personally as my friend that Stewie's in here to talk about this. Hi. How are you doing? Good. It's Good. not Hanukkah yet, though. It's close. Thursday. Uh, can I say happy Hanukkah now? Absolutely. We'll take it every day of the week. All of the cultural Jewish and religious Jewish questions that I have, um, I asked Stewie about, and you are, you've you guided me in such an, a, a helpful, knowledgeable way. So I well, wanted to you. say happy Hanukkah to you. Thank you very much. Happy early Christmas. Thank you very much. Uh, the Fed says that they won't hesitate to raise interest rates again. I don't know if that's going to feel like a gift or not. I, You know what? I've said this all along. I don't think the Fed knows what they're doing. I just don't think they know what they're going, where they're going. With it, it's one day rates are going well, you know, things are going great, inflation is down, we can we can tolerate this. The next day, a report comes out which they later revise mm-hmm. and say, "Oh well, things aren't going as well. We could raise rates. We don't want to raise rates." The markets today are reacting as if they're maybe going to raise the rates. A week or two ago, they said inflation's in check, maybe one more raise, but after that, it's going to kind of slow down. I believe that the big picture is overall that inflation is dropping, okay? And that's the key goal that the Federal Reserve looks at. And if inflation keeps on dropping, they, if they raise it, they're not going to raise it again. They're going to calm down. I would even predict, which they've kind of, kind of put it aside because they don't want people talking about it, but I would predict potential rate cuts next year. Okay. So I think we may be heading towards maybe either recessionary or they may say, you know what, we, inflation's going down. We don't want to be in a position where there's a recession. Okay, inflation's going down. We don't want to be in a position where there's a recession. So we'll cut the rates to make sure that we keep that growth going and we have a soft landing. So I, in my grandfather's famous words, <laughs> nobody knows anything <laughs> from Europe. He used to tell me, yeah. Grandpa, nobody knows. And they That's seem so to true. flip-flop every other day. That could be the tagline of this show. <laughs> I need you to record that for me. So Stewie, when... Um, when, when the Fed is putting their finger on the scale one way or the other, it seems to me like they're just constantly trying to keep everything in between, you know, the, 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 the sides of the road, just try to keep it on track. And sometimes they're successful. Sometimes they're not. I don't ever hear them say, boy, we really got that one wrong. <laughs> I don't I don't hear where they walk around and say we've got it right. So it, it's it's over the term and over history. I, I just don't think the Federal Reserve has hit the, the numbers and their projections. You know, it's a lot more difficult today than it used to be 10 or 15 or 20 years ago. We're a global economy. Federal Reserve raising interest rates does have some effect, but not the effect it used to have. Back in 1919 when we had the Spanish flu, inflation hit 21% the year after. But the year after that, it was minus 16%. In those days... We had a national economy. We weren't, we weren't a worldwide economy. So it was easier for the supply chains to pick up. We were beginning to manufacturing and we caught up. So I have a question for everybody out there. Is inflation going down because the Federal Reserve is raising rates and making it more difficult for people to buy? Or maybe the supply chains are picking up. Yeah. You know, so maybe that's the answer. Maybe it's a combination of both. But I guarantee you the Federal Reserve's actions don't have the impact that they used to have. Okay. And I think that's what they're worried about is, hey, we don't know what we can do about it, but the only thing we can do for sure is make it hard for people and hope that people don't go out and buy. Well, you know, I think that when when I'm reading the news stories, like I, I consume all of this stuff 
uh, no pun intended in the word consume, as like a news invested person, but then also as a consumer. So I'm watching as a revolving door of news comes out, like, do I jump in now? Do I stay out? Do I jump in? Do I stay out? And if rates are coming down right now, I have no idea what the prevailing rate is right now. But if like mortgage rates, which is your industry, if they're coming down right now, the the way that I've been a customer of the bagel loan twice is because when rates were going super, super low, I refinanced with you using the bagel loan because it didn't cost me anything to go through that process because it got my rate lower, which saved me money on interest. Is there, or is it to the point now where rates have come down enough to where there's a potential dramatic saving for people who may have had to purchase a house? I think anybody that's bought a house in the last 12 to 24 months needs to consider refinancing. Now, if you're going to call your lender and they're going to charge you three or four or $5,000 to close, and you're only going to save 50 bucks a month on the payment, maybe you shouldn't do that. So with the bagel loan, there's no closing costs. Right. It's it's immediate savings. You don't lose anything. And guess what? If the rates go down even more in six months, you can do it again. Mm-hmm. So you're not losing anything at all by refinancing. So if, if, you, if you're in that situation, or if you have an FHA loan, you're paying a lot of PMI, or something along those lines, you ought to consider refinancing. Give us a call. Get the bagel loan. It won't cost you anything, and boom. You got a lower payment for nothing. That's the key. Yeah, I it I can speak plainly from my own personal experience that it was that simple. And I know that in my conversations with you, anytime someone comes to you for refinance, you know, maybe they're in a better financial position and they can afford a larger monthly payment, but they're taking, a, a you know, 10 years off of their, when they do the refinance, the rates have gone down. They're going from a 30 to a 15 or a, a 20 or a 10 year loan or something like that. But it does become punitive to reinvest in yourself that way if you end up having to pay a ton of money up front in closing costs, which is how they make their money. I, I just uh, took a loan from a company you may be familiar with or not. It's called Rocket Chip Mortgage. We okay. won't say the name of it, but mm-hmm. it's close to that. And our rate, okay, our interest rate was a quarter percent higher than what Rocket Chip Mortgage was offering them. So the customer said, why am I going to go with you? So I said, give me your estimate. And this is where consumers get screwed up. They don't understand the documents that they sign. They don't know how to read them. The government (laughs) has made it very complicated. So they said, give it to me. And I showed them where Rocket Ship Mortgage was charging them $6,500 in just lender fees. That quarter percent, they're getting paid. Well, the quarter percent... You're paying to get a quarter percent lower, but you're never going to recover the $50 a month that you're saving because it's costing you $6,500 to get there. So you have to look at the whole picture, see what you're, you're paying. One of the things you can look at is something called the annual percentage rate, the APR. You see that on credit cards. You see it on car loans. Your APR is your true cost of money. If you're getting an interest rate and your APR is more than a quarter percent of what your interest rate is, you are being taken for a ride. Mm-hmm. They are charging you a lot of funds. So don't shop the, the note rate, shop the APR. With us, the APR and the note rate are the same thing because there's no cost. Right. But if you go into another lender, look to see what you are spending to get the interest rate that you have because that's a key factor. Costs are up right now, and it's a shopping season, so a lot of people are trying to figure out how to check off all the boxes for all the gift-giving during the holiday season. And I think people are probably 
looking or maybe knowing that they should look, but not looking or avoiding looking at their credit card bills and seeing the rates that they're paying on credit card debt. And once you get to the point where you're just paying off the minimum payment and not paying off the principal, man, they got you for a lot. I think most consumers don't. I I bet you if you ask 100 people what's your interest rate on your credit card, they can't tell you. Yeah. And they don't want to look at it because they're scared. But we see interest rates 20 to 30 percent. And their variables are not fixed. So they're paying a minimum payment. We just refinanced, a, unfortunately, a, uh, a 97.1 listener who had incurred, not that they were 97.1. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's <laughs> the fortunate part. That's the fortunate part. That was smart to you with Stewie. That's right. $85,000 yeah. in credit card debt since last year because mm-hmm. of the inflation situation, because of the economy. They, they were making good money. The credit was good. The credit had dropped. They got into all this debt, and they're like, what do I do? And he didn't even know the exact amount that he owed mm-hmm. or what the total payments were. He just knew that he's starving month to month. He's stressful with his marriage. Things are happening. We had to fix it. So we refinanced all that. We gave him a payment, I think it was uh, almost $3,000 less total wow. than he was making. This is a step in the right direction. When rates go down, his credit gets better. You can refinance again. You know, you go to get a pair of shoes Okay, and you go and you buy them. If you have a back problem, you don't just buy any pair of shoes off the street. You have to go to the right store, make sure they look at your feet, look at your back. I'm just saying that because it happened to me. And, <laughs> and and all of a sudden, you put the right shoes on, your back pain goes away, things are starting to happen. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's not as simple as what the interest rate is. It's more important what your overall financial situation is and how you can improve it. We're speaking with Stuart Rosenblum. He is Stewie from Stewart's American Mortgage. And I've used the bagel loan twice myself, and I do stand by it as a customer. And I'm grateful to have been able to partner with Stewie because I have a great rate because I got them when they were super, super low. And, but I do think that a lot of people are finding themselves right now in a position specifically with the credit card debt. And, you know, there are there are 97.1 listeners out there that understand the scenario that you just talked about. And they probably don't tell anybody about it. It's possible that... Not everybody in your home even knows about it. Uh, th- I've been in situations where the wife comes over to me and says, don't tell my husband. Yeah. Don't t- and vice versa. Yeah. And vice versa. And and while I understand, you know, if if, if you've incurred something and, and the debt has gotten out of your ability to handle it, the relief, the actual real relief comes in facing it and being able to work with Stewie in a discreet way to actually have a plan. Like once you have a plan you can see the plan paying off over time, literally, and you can get ahead of it. And it does have consequences that that ripple outside of just the debt problem because there are a lot of other things that come in. You're, you're probably helping people's families and marriages. I, I had a customer that bought a house and uh, we refinanced them right before they bought it. And they actually told me that had we not refinanced them, they would have gotten divorced and oh. not find the other house they're going to go into. So it does impact our lives. Mm-hmm. And any way you want to look at this is the biggest investment most people make in their lives. You got to be able to know how to use it, use it as a vehicle to have better quality of life and better relationships. And that's what it's all about. It's not about the dollar. It's about the quality of life. So, Stuart, if people if, if rates are going to come down, which you, they've already come down. Yep. But maybe they'll go down a little bit more. I don't know what your prediction is. Uh, I think by April, May, it'll be down almost a whole percent more than where we are today. Well, if, if that continues to happen, I would assume that there would more maybe be more people willing to move because they're willing to put their house on the market so it could sell so they can get the better rate because maybe they couldn't afford the house they wanted to move into. Uh, if the rates are so high, they couldn't get their own mortgage. So I'd imagine there's a ripple effect here. Does this mean 
What does this mean for house prices, for the competitive nature, for people who want to list, for who want to buy? I predict that you will not see pricing adjustments till 2030. Whoa. Okay. Here's, so you're saying I got here's, some time. I think, you say, I think you're going to see prices continue to rise. So here's what hap- is going to happen. And this is why I'm a big fan of buying right now. If you wait three or four months, interest rates are lower. Yes, you're going to have more inventory because people are going to say, okay, I can sell my house now and buy. But it's not going to be proportional to the people that want to buy homes. Mm. And we have people like you that are saying, hey, I'm sitting on this great 2 3% rate. Mm-hmm. I can go through full 30 years, 20 yeah. years like this. This is great. So the inventory is not going to increase as much as the buyers are. Prices are going to continue to rise. People are going to, yeah, you'll get a lower rate, but you're going to pay more for the house. Mm-hmm. The smartest thing to do is buy right now, right now. Okay. In the winter season, when it's slower, you'll have the best opportunity. The rates are still up there. So you have, don't have as many buyers. You buy it now. And then when the rates go down, you refinance for free or you refinance with your other lender if you want to pay more. <laughs> so uh, you do it. That, that's going to be your best way to go. And we, we are constantly evolving products and different ideas of how you can buy houses with little money or no money down. So there's opportunity to be able to do that. So, you know, there's always there's always programs that are being created. I, when we bought our first home in Hamill, Illinois, a very small rural town, I think that there we had a first-time homebuyer's grant that was beneficial to us, but it was rural or whatever. So it depends on where you move to and what you, you, um, you know, what, what kind of home you're moving into. There's a lot of government programs that are out there to help these people buy houses. I don't know with rates being so high how I could, I don't know how you could be a young person starting out with everything costing the way it is and was and afford the super high mortgage rates that we have seen. But there are things that are out there right now that help people get into homes, like grant programs and stuff. What can you tell us about those? Well, first time home buyers, you're going to get a better rate than somebody that has an existing uh, that have, has had a house in the past. So that's number one. Number two is if you make a, be, below a certain amount of money or if you have combined income where you don't have to use both your incomes, mm-hmm. you're going to get a better rate. And we just came out with a program recently that if you're buying a home and you live in certain zip codes in St. Louis, we're going to give you a $5,000 grant towards your down payment. So you oh, can wow. actually get the $5,000 grant plus the bagel loan with no closing costs. You end up buying the house for a little to nothing. So there's great opportunities in, in terms of down payment and down payment assistance to be able to get in the house. I'll say the same thing in terms of the interest rate. So you're going to get a better interest rate. You can't you can't call a mortgage company and say, hey, what's your interest rate today? All these things play into what that rate's going to be. So if you're first-time home buyer, lower income, at least we can qualify you based on your lower income. If you're commission, then we, or if you're, you know, you have salary plus overtime, we don't have to include your overtime. There are ways to get that income, believe it or not, lower. It used to be if you make a lot of money and <laughs> your credit's great, you yeah. would get the best deal. Not anymore today. Less less money, lower credit, you're going to get the better deal, unfortunately. Yeah, you're running the upside down. Doing. Yeah, it's the government's doing, but it's another, another conversation. I was going to say, is the Biden administration's... Uh, redistribution of wealth still that's still in play did anything ever happen to the if you have really great credit they're going to put an extra fee on there that's going to you're going to have to explain to me why somebody with poor credit is going to get a better interest rate than someone with better credit or somebody with more income that has to pay more it sounds like robin hood yeah. You know, it's going to pay more for people. That are, so what what's going to happen is if you are giving people who are, let's say, less fortunate or lower credit, they've demonstrated the inability to make payments, 
a better deal, you think there's going to be less foreclosures, there's going to be more foreclosures. So you're almost rewarding people who make less and have worse credit, and you're penalizing the people that are doing well. I had a customer, had great income, lousy credit, spent a year getting her credit score high enough, and now she's being penalized because yeah. she's making too much money. So th- it, it doesn't make any sense. It's it maddening. doesn't make any sense. It's totally ridiculous, but well, that's the way it is. Stewie, thanks for coming in to see us today because uh, the the Fed and their their constant conversations about trying to manipulate, and which is not anything particular to this administration. They're always trying to do it. But everyone's trying to do the best that they can for themselves. In a lot of places, it's harder to go to the grocery store. It's harder to go to the gas pump. And when you make a big purchase, like a, like getting a mortgage on a house, you need to get yourself the best deal possible. And we always appreciate you marrying the news headlines with the reality of what you do because you've helped so many 97.1 listeners. We're so grateful for it. Right. And just to remind you again, if you're if you're on the fence, whether you should or shouldn't refinance or whether you should or shouldn't buy, Remember what my grandpa always say, <laughs> nobody knows anything. So take advantage now. Burn hands better than tuna bush. You can always fix it when rates do go down. Yeah. And I, I know that Stewie has talked to friends and family of mine that I've personally referred to him. And you go in thinking you're going to do one thing and he's been able to get him an even better deal doing another. You talk to Stewie. Just tell him what your issue is. 314-324-4440. If it's trying to get a mortgage, a refinance, a cash out refinance. Stewie's going to help you and make sure that you get the best possible situation. Happy Hanukkah. Happy holidays. Thanks for being here. Merry Christmas and thanks for having me. All right. We'll talk to you again soon. Stuart Rosenblum with Stewart's American Mortgage in studio with us. If you are interested in uh, anything Stewie can do to help you, give him a call or just text him. 314-324-4440. That's 314-324-4440 in Google Bagel and to find out more. We'll be right back. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back to the Annie Fry Show. Thank you for being with us this afternoon. The YouTube live chat poll today. How do most people feel about the political opposition? That they're wrong, that they're evil, that they're persuadable, or that they are indifferent. Ryan, what do you think about how most people feel about the political opposition? And remember, this is for anybody. So anybody's political opposition could be different. Yeah, I think that we're at a point now where over 25% of both parties will say that they think the other side is evil. So that would be most people. I would say that it is that they think, that most people think that the other side is evil at this point. You you would say evil. Yeah. What do you think, Brad? Well, I'm I'm not as uh, black-pilled as Ryan is right here on this one. I think that most people think that the other side is just wrong. I'm I'm sad that they don't think that they're persuadable, but I think that for the most part they think that they're just wrong. Either they've been lied to or they don't quite understand what's going on, but they're wrong. I don't think that most people think that the other side has evil intentions in it. Greg Z says on YouTube, they are wrong and sometimes do evil things, but some are just plain evil to the core. Jayapel contextualizing rape in order to diminish the barbaric evil of it is evil. Erica says, I don't think... The rank and file opposition is evil, but I think a lot of other people do think they are evil. I think they're misinformed. Rick says, tough question in the poll today. I think you can find some of the opposition 
in any of the categories. I like to think that they simply are different in their views from my own. And Jackie says, yikes, I'm not sure how to answer this poll. Both parties are wrong. Go along to get along and mostly bought and paid for. Uh, the, The reason why I think it's important to kind of hone down on or hone in, I should say, on what the opposition is, because you can influence somebody if they just think you're wrong. You can't influence somebody if they think you're evil or if you want to move them away from the thought that you're actually evil incarnate, the first thing you have to persuade them is that you're not evil. Then you have to get to the point where they're understanding that you just differ in opinions. And, you know, I've, of course, I could look at some of what the people on the left, I'm on the right myself, some of what people do on the left, and I do think that there is absolute evil behind it. But I know for a fact, having been around and deep within the political sphere of what is going on on the right side, that there are people who are on the right side of the aisle who are absolutely participating in godless evil. So mm-hmm. it's there's there's no exception to the rule here where all right, uh, all people on the right are one way, all people on the left are the other. But the way that you can affect actual change with somebody, you first have to understand how you are perceived by that person. I'm, I don't know how big of a response we're going to get in our poll today saying that the other side is persuadable. Because it seems to me like the, the number one thing that we can all agree on is that you're not going to go out there and change anybody's mind. So, I don't know. That's the, Yeah. Go vote in the YouTube live chat poll and tell us what you think. How do most people feel about the political opposition? That they're wrong, they're evil, they're persuadable, or they're indifferent. I'll go to some more comments here and read some of those. Uh, Scooter said, very interesting poll. Wish some were an option because some are wrong, some are evil, some are persuadable, some are indifferent, quite possibly in equal measure. But that's not an answer to the question, Scooter, so you got to pick one. But that is a good point. Uh, Hunter says, I believe the opposition is wrong, but they do have some evil beliefs. Doug says the opposition isn't evil. They often pursue ideas that are. And uh, Craig says, if you really think that, quote, the other side is evil... You are a broken person looking to blame others out of ignorance and a shallow understanding of current events. Um, But if like take, for instance, somebody who abortion is such a dividing issue. For somebody who believes that is pro-abortion. Versus somebody who believes in, you know, unequivocal pro-life life begins at conception. You're very far apart on that issue. And I've talked before about how you have to first foundationally agree on some some tenets of the conversation, such as when does life begin? Because if you determine that life begins at birth and you're arguing over what to do with a fetus, but one of you doesn't consider and acknowledge it as a life, then, of course, you're going to have differing opinions on what you can do with that clump of cells or baby girl or baby boy, you're going to have different thoughts and opinions on it. But you have to be willing to sit down and have a conversation first, a non-aggressive conversation about what that in fact is. And you have to be able to do it in a meaningful way where you're actually trying to listen to the other person. And I don't, I don't know that that is prioritized in our political conversations. I do believe that there is no persuading people on political points. I do believe that we are not in any position in our society today 
to sit down with someone and try to get them to vote differently. Ground floor is trying to get them to speak to you in a way that is articulating where that individual comes from. In a, in a manner where you're going to approach an issue and sit down with somebody who you know is diametrically opposed to, to what you believe and you're going to say, you know, this is, I, I noticed you posted this about this. Can you tell me a little bit more where you're coming from on that? And then they have to actually believe that you want to hear what they have to say. Not that you're sitting there in a calculation the entire time trying to figure out exactly what it is that you're going to retort so that you can tell that other person how wrong they are. Even though in your mind, if you were like me, a very pro-life person, you're, there's not going to be something that is said by the other side that's inherently going to make you go, I think abortion up to birth, birth is a really great idea. Like That's not going to be a formulation that you're going to have. But you might, you might go and sit and listen into that conversation and understand even a fraction of why that person sees the issue differently than you do. And once you are in a position to understand the perspective, not the not the end all be all position, the political position that that person is. But if you can understand where that person is coming from. You can start to see each other in a way that might be meaningful down the road and it's planting a seed and it's moving in a direction of actual progress. And if the progress on a particular issue like that doesn't result in a 2024 Republican landslide victory at every step of the way so that we outlaw all abortion of all time, if it actually involves itself into a place where you can see each other, then maybe the culture will shift into more of a place where we value life and put our feet where our mouth is and participate in the lives of these people who need it the most. Let's give away Cardinals tickets in the next hour. Don't go away. Get more at 971talk.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 